Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Episode number two. Episode number two already. Oh my gosh. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We were actually so oh my like, god, overwhelmed, overwhelmed yeah. with the response. The response. Oh my god! Like I just can't believe there's so many of you guys like so excited as well as excited as we are as well starting this podcast. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about Emma's journey, everything mm-hmm. she's gone through. But before we go into that, we're going to do a little. Agony aunt thing, like we addressed in the last episode. Answer your questions. So yeah, we're gonna answer a question, but we're gonna alternate our flop and fly with the listener questions. Listener questions, yeah. So one week we're gonna do our flop and fly, yeah, like our high and low from the week, and then the following week we're gonna answer one of your questions. So today's question is: How do you deal with a single life? How do you deal with the single so, life? Well, I mean, <laughs> Millie, I th- I feel like you should answer this first, just because I myself am not currently single anymore. Emma has taken. I'm in a relationship. Oh He's a lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mills, guys, I'm gonna break it to you right now. I um have been single my whole life, so whole 24 years. Dun, dun, dun. And you know what? Like, I think a lot of people think it's quite embarrassing to say that, but I really like. Obviously, there's moments where you know I would love to be in a relationship. And there's definitely moments where I do feel very like sad and down about it, but I don't really know any difference. So I'm like, I've just embraced it fully, and it's helped me get to where I am today and know who I am and like build myself Your as a person. Your confidence, my confidence is yeah. going to be another level. And I actually think it's so empowering to be single. Yeah, I do. I really do. And I think it's like the perfect time to focus on yourself because you can't rely on other people's. You know, presence for happiness. Like I know that I am so comfortable by myself on my own, in my own space, and like once I find a man, he can only benefit my life. He doesn't need to like replace anything in my、mm. life. Like I'm already happy where I am now. So I think like that's it. You are embracing it and really focusing on you know self love, confidence, and. All that, all that stuff, and I know it can be quite scary, like being single, especially if you go from being in a relationship. See, this to is what I、single. can't really relate to, so, which is、yeah. what I fully can relate to because、yeah. I have been very much the opposite of you, and like my whole life been in relationships, relationships. and 
a year and a half ago now, I came out of a five-year relationship, lived with my ex yeah, for years three well. years. And the thought of going to live oh by my myself God, yeah. and be single and independent was so scary. I feel like that is a reason why I stayed in that relationship for so long. Yeah, and I like knew your I comfort have. zone. But actually, when we broke up and when I moved into my own place, mm. I just had such a weight lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. And I honestly was the happiest that I've been for so long. The six months after that relationship, and I was so honestly scared about oh going God. into that, I was so happy because I could just do what I want, not have to tell anyone where I was. Yeah, like you were like, so independent. Yeah, I could just do whatever the yeah. hell I wanted. And I really just focused on myself, my own goals. I really got into like manifestation and just journaling which really helped me like writing down my thoughts yeah. and writing down what I wanted to achieve independently quick question yeah how did you actually move away from it because you were in there for five years like what was the last straw that actually made you think okay I need I need to go be single now I mean we both knew yeah. a long time because I think it, that's that. the thing a lot of people do know but and they people just stay think. complacent because it's easy and it's comfortable yeah. like we lived together and it was just simple there was so many easy. commitments there wasn't there but it just got to the point where I was like this is actually actually not worth giving up your life and your time yeah. for anything just mediocre mm. you want the best definitely time you cannot waste your time you guys. can't and fully I was so much happier single and obviously now I'm in a relationship super happy and yeah. again like That's I'm definitely you know Happiness. in a great place now but I don't think people need to fear being single because no. it is actually a time where you can build your life yeah. how you want it and really like make the best of and yourself. don't rush things like I could easily rush getting into a relationship because I'm, I'm 24 now I could think oh god like you know time is ticking but I don't want to oh, rush please. getting into 24 I don't want to rush <laughs> time is ticking <laughs> well it is I don't want to rush getting into a relationship and not being fully in it just for the sake of being in a relationship you know mm -hmm. like, I don't want to feel heartbreak I feel like maybe the first boyfriend I have is going to be the one I don't know oh that would be so lovely do you know what I mean like I don't know so I you just can't everything never settle for anything, anything less in life. than your value no no you're better off being by yourself than in a, a relationship that you just don't yeah, enjoy yeah. yeah so i hope that answers your question basically do journaling self-love like and, you know you, like go on dating enjoy dating oh, enjoy yeah. you know dating around like just being that boss ass bitch <laughs> <laughs> just do it like it can be scary but you learn a lot about yourself when you go on dates with other guys mm. you really do you learn what you really want and it doesn't even and... have to be like romantically no, like you can date and you know you might make up a new friend yeah yeah i like that so yeah there you go anyway let's get into this episode they have been cruel to you saying things they don't mean they so emma i'm nervous I'm going to begin this episode with some little icebreakers like you did last time. Oh, no. We do, we do love these, don't we? So I want to ask you, what's your favourite word? Because I know you love your words, don't you? Do you know what? My favourite word <laughs> um, is actually logolepsy, which wow, is the lover of words. Like, okay. Yeah. I like it. Isn't like, there a I, word for I that am, thing? I am a logolepsy. Isn't there a word to, like for words that explain itself? Ooh. Wow, that's getting You're deep. I'm not there. even gonna. Yeah, okay. Okay, next question. Sweets or chocolate? Chocolate. I know that. 100%. Yeah. Uh, How do you know that? Introvert or extrovert? introvert actually interestingly because I think people a lot of people think if you're on social media like Instagram and that you're going to be super extroverted but I am actually not very confident yeah. and I I'm actually a big very introvert common. I think it's very common guys and then last one mornings or nights 
I used to very much be a morning person. It needs person. to be a quick answer. Night. <laughs> so evenings, okay. Good to know, good to know. Right. So, okay, let's get into your fitness journey. So, would you like to explain to listeners, you know, where you even began? Like, what phase in your life was, like, the first time when you really got into fitness? Okay, well... Back when I was younger, I was actually similarly to you, a dancer, and I used to do ballet and contemporary and like even like street dance and break dance. Oh, okay, honey, okay. (laughs) Spinning on my head. (laughs) I want to see that. No, no. (laughs) And then I kind of like stopped dancing when I got into a relationship at a very early age. I was like 13, 14. Um, And then after that, I kind of like completely lost my love for like anything fitness related. And it actually got to the point where I would refuse to take part in PE. I was like, absolutely no chance. And I used to forge a note from my (laughs) mum and give it to my teachers. And in the end, they just kind of understood that I was never going to take part. So I quite literally did no fitness. And was that just because of your relationship? I mean, I think when I stopped doing dancing, I just kind of like gave up altogether. And then I just, I didn't want to do it. And I, I, this is when I started gaining weight and I just didn't really feel comfortable like getting into a PE kit. Yeah. Um, Uh I just didn't want to take part. So I pretty much did no exercise. I was pretty sedentary as well because I'll get into this a bit more, but I was actually homeschooled for the last year of my GCSEs because bullying got really bad and it actually it honestly got to the point where i really didn't even want to leave my house so i never knew this mm, so i like barely moved let alone did workouts was this quite uh was this was that was this happening in a short space of time this is like a couple of years Mm. so yeah i didn't really do any fitness at all when i actually got into fitness my whole kind of like weight loss journey sparked when I was on holiday and I was like pretty out of shape at the time and wearing a baggy t-shirt on holiday and I was just looking at other people who were like having a great time and not really caring about how they looked and that was all I could think about Mm. just like I really did not feel good in myself at all and I just wanted to get home like Mm. I was like honestly get me home and when I was on that holiday I was just like you know I don't want to live my life like this I want to feel good Mm. and actually be able to enjoy life without feeling so insecure about myself so when I got back I joined a gym and it was a tiny little box gym in a hospital wow in a hospital, <laughs> in a hospital. <laughs> just in case you know broke a bone or something yeah, just in <laughs> during your workout. I mean I was completely new to it <laughs> You thought that was the norm? (laughs) Oh my god. I mean, I did have some incidents in my first week. I actually, the first time I ever picked up a barbell, I dropped it on my phone, my brand new phone. And like, not only did my phone smash, it honestly like bent in half. Oh my god. So when you started the gym, did you have any directions? Did you have any help from like any coach? I literally would just get off the bus after sixth Mm. form and walk on into my hospital gym and I used to look at Pinterest oh wow okay back in the day Pinterest yeah and I would just find like a random like I feel like a lot of Pinterest workouts that I see now is still very like spot reduce yeah it it was do this ab workout to to banish certain areas of yeah it was ludicrous and I used to follow that and then I just kind of like go on some cardio machine and I'm so sorry (laughs) Millie's giving me evils right now silent I, I thought I did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Got the death stare going on. 
Um, what was I saying? Where was I? So um, you went to the gym, you started, you had no direction, no yeah, coach, no uh, Yeah, so I basically was just doing my own thing and I, did, I didn't have a clue. Yeah. I was just going for it. And then I started actually just loving the mental clarity and like the, like I guess, endorphin rush I was mm. getting from doing exercise. And that is what kept me going. And then I started losing weight and feeling great about it. Mm. It was honestly like the endorphin rush and the feeling I had after a workout and then I decided to join fitness first. Ah, big up still fitness there first, today. As am I. And yeah, that is, I guess, the whole how I got into fitness. And so when you initially started your weight loss, was it kind of like a form of kind of punishment? Were you really like, oh, I need to do X amount to burn this amount of calories? Like, was it because I feel like with very little knowledge in fitness, I think it's very common to get into that mindset. Mm, so yeah. was that how, like, where you were sitting then? Yeah, I had a very extreme approach at yeah. the beginning because I didn't know no better. I genuinely thought, like, you know, clean foods only, no chocolate, no anything processed. Um, so you completely cut it out overnight? Uh, yeah, kind of thing. cut it out completely. Wow. And I honestly got to the point where I would make myself eat foods that I absolutely hated because I read online that it was good for you. Like, for example, I used to force myself to eat cottage cheese, which, I mean, some people like it. I I, do quite like cottage cheese. I do not. I don't like it. But I know, like, that's that's quite an obscure food. I would, right, so before bed, I would um, eat eat a whole tub of that because I thought that was going to help me build muscle overnight. Like, (laughs) and then in the morning, I'd wake up at the crack of dawn to um spike my metabolism i would eat a big bowl of spinach and egg whites wow for breakfast so this was like obviously very extreme Mm. and you did was it a very very quick weight loss was it like because obviously it's now like you're going to the weight loss journey bit yeah was that kind of a yo-yo dieting phase or was that it wasn't really a yo-yo dieting phase because it was like really the first diet I'd ever done and I wasn't trying to follow any fad diet I was just trying to cut out all quote-unquote bad foods out and just go in on the exercise um and like looking back at what I was doing it was very unhealthy but I wasn't even aware at the time that was unhealthy I just thought that was what I needed to do I did lose a lot of weight and then when I did lose all of that weight I you know I just kind of had like a smaller version of myself and I wanted to actually change the shape of my body Mm -hmm. and that is when I started to get into weightlifting Okay, and like with weightlifting, because obviously that's a whole nother kind of universe of knowledge, isn't it? Mm. Did you, is this when you got a coach? This this is actually when I got into my first relationship right. um, with the guy that I was with for five yes. years. Okay. And he was actually a personal trainer. Ah. So, I mean, we would go to the gym together. Yeah. And this is when I started like kind of watching more YouTube videos and like teaching myself. And I did start to get a little bit more confident using the weights. I guess largely because he was there too. So yeah, that's when I started getting more into the weights. And um, I guess my relationship with food slightly improved then because we'd go out for dinner together and Mm. stuff like that. Did you kind of start to see like food as fuel or was it more like a eggs chicken rice yeah it was a very much very bodybuilding bodybuilder right yeah type of and were you enjoying it was it something that was enjoyable for you at the beginning yeah I like I loved how 
I guess, discipline, right. I felt. Like, I loved that. But you loved, then, yeah, being in control, I guess. Yeah, like, it, yeah, it gave me control. And I guess, like, because for so long I was bullied and I felt completely out of control, mm. I liked having that sense of control over me and what I was doing and my behaviours and mm. my actions. But... That's so interesting. You know, it got to a point, naturally, of course, mm. where it was not sustainable and I started to run into, like, binge eating and restrict mm. and binge cycles and that absolutely consumed me mm-hmm. worst time I had binge eating was when I went to uni in my first year of uni in London and like I was very restrictive here mm. I would make up excuses to not go out with oh my all God. my friends yeah. at uni and would not drink I'd sit in my room on my own so that I could get up oh and go God, to the gym yeah. first thing in the morning yeah. barely <sighs> ate anything and yeah. I would go for like a week of not eating so bad wow. like barely anything and then I would have a night and okay I've not really told anyone this before really? are you okay <laughs> I'm to gonna apologize to the flatmates that I lived with at uni <laughs> <They're listening. laughs> one night I literally their on their food yeah and I couldn't help myself it was like an out of control mm. body experience where my body was so hungry you were just searching for and anything you can get your hands yeah and it was like you just could not think rationally in that second and then that would happen and the next day I would just be like oh my god I need to restrict myself and starve Mm. and I was in such an unhealthy toxic relationship with food were you ever caught during a bit no Never. Never. So it's very secretive, isn't it? Was it was very it's, secretive. Yeah. And I know now, like, as a coach, so many females suffer yes. with binge eating. See, I didn't realise I suffered with binge eating, but I did. And I'd never really cast it as a binge. I just thought, I'm just eating loads of food because I'm trying to, like, find some sort of satisfaction. Mm. But it was actually a binge. Like, I was really... I was literally grabbing any sort of food. Like, I didn't yeah. care what it was. It's almost it was like you don't care foods. what the taste is yeah. like. You just want to eat, the, eat food. the food. And, and it's like your body is, like, forcing your brain to do this mm. and for your brain to shut you down and not think about off. it. Um, and then you feel that guilt after, don't you? Mm. You feel, like, Why ashamed. Why do that? God. It's a lot more common than we think, but yeah. unfortunately, people are very ashamed and embarrassed to yeah. talk about it, which I completely understand because I was. Yeah, like, I don't is, want to tell it is anyone. Shameful, isn't it? But so, I actually think like one of the best things you can do is reach out to someone and talk to someone about it mm. because until you acknowledge you have some sort of issue with binge eating or that it's affecting you, it's hard to actually like realize that yourself. It and what it, yeah, whatever it is, like you don't really know. I mean, some people may not even know what binge eating is. Like no. some people may not know. There's all different levels of it yeah. like for example having a night of overeating after drinking alcohol <clears> I think or is not a binge yeah, like yeah. having a night of eating more food than you okay, normally yeah. would that's not a binge I would classify a binge as like an out of control yeah you're adopting that fuck it mentality mm-hmm. and just being like oh I don't care yeah all or nothing yeah. mentality and just eating 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 mm. That is what I would classify a binge as. But yeah, I suffer with binge eating quite a lot. So how long did that last? On and off, mm, like a, a year and a half maybe. A year and a half. Which, it honestly consumed me. I felt so trapped, like there was no way out. I thought I was never going to recover from it. I thought you had to cut out all food that you actually loved, mm. starve yourself, and then you would naturally fall into these traps of binge eating. And I just thought there was no way out of it. I think like the whole fuck it mentality. I remember learning this in psychology at my uni and it's like called like cognitive dissonance or something. And it's Yeah, like, cognitive dissonance. Dissonance, yeah. I remember there was a study. Oh God, sorry if I get this wrong, but it was a group where they were restricting 
And then like a just a normal control group that like wasn't restricting, they were just eating whatever they wanted. And both of them had like this calorific milkshake beforehand. Mm-hmm. And the one who was restricting had the milkshake and they and then they had access to like a buffet. They just went in, in. on the buffet because they thought, well, they've already just consumed like a really high calorie. They might as well just milkshake them off. Yeah. yeah. It was so crazy because I remember learning about that and thinking, like, this just makes so much sense. Like, why am I resonating with this? Mm. And I still didn't accept that I was binge eating. It's such a typical human behaviour to adopt that all or nothing approach. But I mean, people use this analogy all the time, but it literally is like getting a scratch on your phone and then just smashing the hell out of your phone. Or like your tyre gets like a a, a bit flat. So you decide to absolutely like (laughs) annihilate that tyre. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So that was all during uni? Yeah. Okay. So then what kind of like stage in your weight were you were you really small were you you confident in your body still at this point I dropped a lot of weight and then I at this point when I was at uni I was you know a lot lighter but not the lowest okay and I just started building a little bit of muscle Mm. so I didn't I didn't look I looked quite healthy okay yeah that's the thing with binge eating no one would have known yeah take me on to after this journey after this like phase in your life of of like getting out of the binge eating like what what sparked that so i honestly overcame binge eating by using journaling and literally oh, wow. like writing down what i was doing how i was feeling before after a binge i read the brain over binge book i haven't heard of that binge over it's something like that i'll i'll link it in the notes for the podcast but it was such an eye-opening book and after that i really started to get into journaling and writing down everything going on in my head and it made me realize sometimes that like what i was doing was so illogical Mm. and you just had to take a, a more rational approach and actually look at what was going on in your mind to realize it was so silly mm-hmm. um so i did that and i came to the realization that it was all down to such a severe and strict approach i was having with mm. my nutrition and how i was cutting foods out that's and really just, good that you were so aware of that yeah and i honestly encourage anyone who suffers of binge eating like i know journaling can feel like a weird thing yeah. to do but it really helped me get in tune with what I was doing wrong so finding those patterns I guess yeah yeah yeah, it massively helped me and then I realized that the root cause of my binge eating was that restriction from foods Mm -hmm. so I slowly started to incorporate more of the foods that I was tending to binge on because normally it was like sweet food like chocolate Mm. or sweets or something that you were like craving I guess yeah yeah so I would slowly start to incorporate like a little bit of chocolate and Mm. you know occasionally going out for a pizza and were you still feeling guilty when you did at first yeah and it was really hard because i was so used to when i did eat those foods binging it's it's a habit isn't it so it's very habitual yeah so it was weird to just have like you know a few squares of chocolate and leave it at that was it like as simple everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Buzz. Okay, I'll just leave it at three cuts of the chocolate. Like it was oh, hard. Did you have like I had, real like, urge, urge to eat more? Yeah. But like I didn't because I would tell myself I can have that again mm-hmm. tomorrow. That's the thing. That's what you need to. Like, that's the trick. There is it? like that food is always gonna be there. Yeah. It's not going away. Yeah. You don't need to overconsume it in one go. And mm. actually, one thing that really helped me was realizing like the first bite of a food is gonna taste the same as the last bite. Yeah, and it's gonna be a lot more enjoyable to eat until you. Feel satisfied or eat to like satisfy that craving and feel good rather than like eat like a crazy amount of food in a binging mentality and then feel bloated and like tummy ache and sick and feel guilty and horrible after so reminding myself of that and then slowly over time I just kind of like completely changed my mindset and realized like I do not get these urges to binge if I am eating these foods every day Mm. and that is what my like entire coaching and my whole philosophy now is with my myself and my mm. clients like all foods fit you can eat it's any not going to ruin any every progress day. or anything like no. that and actually doing that incorporating chocolate and pizza and you know all of those like more fun foods that people think you can't eat on a diet incorporating that into my diet is actually what helped Help me, me progress, yeah. make the most progress inside mm. and outside it's because so true. there was no more extremes yeah. and that is the key yeah no more rules around that no extremes so i've got another question for you and I don't know if this is a hard one, but would you say you have any long-term negative consequences from your fitness journey? I mean, I did lose my period. I have regained it now. So I did suffer from HA for a couple of years. This goes on to when I went through my like severe restriction mentality, yeah. which okay. actually came after the binge Wow. Thing. So do you want to um, go into that? Yeah, maybe I'll go into that. So I had a super healthy relationship with food. And then I decided to do a bikini prep okay right yeah you so know what, it was what, was there anything that triggered you to do that like, it was you, like it was trending on instagram, instagram yeah, and yeah, honestly yeah. being completely transparent
transparent and honest I thought to make anything of myself on social media I had to kind of get that title kind of stand out and stand out and be a bikini prep model I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all if you want to do that like it's your choice but in my opinion I I don't think it's healthy and I know it's it's not sustainable Mm. and I've realized that Mm. at the end of my prep I remember you going through this and I remember seeing how small you had Mm. got yeah and I remember you saying that you didn't feel lean enough still yeah body dysmorphia was so severe for me Mm. I worked with a coach and like he was you know taking me through a bikini prep so it it did get very extreme and I think people don't realize how hard you have to push it sometimes like I was on extremely low calories a lot of cardio and bearing in mind this was just for fun wasn't it like you weren't actually competing you well weren't I going... my plan was to compete oh, but really? I actually pulled out because wow, I, I started fainting in the gym <gasps> Oh um, actually like, I remember that happening my fa- yeah. my friends and family were like so worried about me my mum actually once said to me she was like you look like a dying baby bird oh my, my god I couldn't function I, I remember walking home from the gym after doing cardio and quite often having to sit on a bench and just sit wow. there on the way home because I felt so dizzy it was awful but I'm Ooh. very much a person I'm very like set on my goals and yeah. disciplined like when I tell myself I'm going to do something I'm like you'll try I will do it, it. Yeah. I will absolutely do I it I think that's what we are very similar as well yeah and that's probably why we've gone through what we've gone through mm. because we take it to the extreme yeah and it's not always good to to be like that Mm-mm. is it so so I, I basically I lost a lot of weight and I got to the s- smallest I've ever been and I would remember looking in the mirror thinking I don't look lean enough and yeah. I felt almost like embarrassed that I wasn't lean enough because you've gone I through all of, yeah all you've done you've done all you can yeah. and you still weren't satisfied but the scary thing is now I look back at these pictures and videos of myself and like I put them on my Instagram and it is like it is shocking how yeah. tiny I was like my bones sticking out it's crazy how like, much body dysmorphia yeah, can blind you really from does. what is real really really does I remember your um your like pants or like your thong whatever you're wearing like it was hanging gaping off yeah it like was gaping huge out. like I've never seen that no so were you proud at all were no you... actually in fact I right back at the beginning of my weight loss journey I thought to be happy you had to be skinny like a lot of people think but I can tell you now I was the skinniest I've ever been thinking that that was going to give me happiness and I was the most insecure I remember thinking how is it that I'm the skinniest I've ever been and right now I'm the most critical I've ever been of my body and all I used to do was look in the mirror and look at my stomach and the first thing I did this is so toxic and sad but the first thing I did every morning was fill my stomach to feel how small it was really I didn't even realize at the time how like what what I was doing but Mm. I look back now and I'm like god I had such a severe eating disorder Mm -hmm. and and you just didn't admit to it. I just couldn't. I didn't even know yeah. it at the time. I did not even realise I had an eating disorder so until I looked back. what I'm interested in is, like, how did your coach not ever signal anything to you? Like, what? 
I mean, I'd even told him that I'd lost my period, that I was feeling like this. But I think, you know, some coaches, you tell them your goal and they don't really consider the health implications mm. or even the like the consequences, the psychological that. consequences yeah. that you're going to go through. They just are doing what you ask them to. And I mean, mm. I did say like, take me for a bikini prep. Oh, yeah. So I guess he was just doing his job. Yeah. Because you were showing this online, weren't you? Mm. Did you get many comments from people? Were people concerned? I mean, it was quite a few years ago when, like, unfortunately, it was quite trendy to do this. Mm. So I think it was kind of like the norm. I did have a lot of people God. saying, like, wow, don't get any smaller. Like, you're so small. Like, you're so skinny. Like, And I had, you know, people saying, like, ew, you look gross now. Like, you, you know, you get some hate on Instagram mm. and stuff. But I just... I was just laser focused on the end goal. So, sorry, so you, when you were your heaviest and then your smallest, because you've basically gone to kind of both extremes, haven't you? Mm-hmm. You've both got comments from mm-hmm. people. Yeah. I had, that... I had all the comments from like at school whale, yeah, fat girl. Right, right. So did that ever click in your head? Like no matter what size you are, there's always people that's going to be commenting on you. Yeah, it's it's really quite weird because it's so similar, the parallels I was experiencing Mm. when I was my heaviest and my biggest to when I was my skinniest and smallest. Neither I was happy, neither I felt confident. Both I was getting hate and people still commented on how I look. And it made me realise healthy and happy is not a size and it's not a number Mm. and it's not looking a certain way. And I can honestly say right now yeah I have like goals like I you know go through like little cutting phases and like building phases but right now my approach and how I look now like I'm the happiest healthiest I've been and that is accepting that extremes are not the answer and there is a life that needs to be lived alongside having fitness and the health goals but yeah if we can give like one piece of advice to someone like it is that you should never chase to be skinny or a certain size because I promise you you'll get there and you're still you're, not going to be satisfied. You're still you? not going to be There's satisfied. There's still going to be things that you you're need still going to gonna want to change something else and do this and do that to your body. And yeah, it's just unrealistic to keep chasing that ideal of perfection. Mm. Were there any like insults that you got that made you? proud of anything so like was, was there anyone that said anything to you then you were like well that makes me like you know push harder I mean I guess like right at the beginning like I look back and when I did used to get called a whale and stuff in school it doesn't phase me it doesn't upset me anymore because I guess I use that as like fuel to like really push what I'm doing mm. and you know I've completely transformed now I think in a way having that hate fueled me a little bit Mm. I know that's not good for like someone bullying you to Mm. make you want to change but I guess yeah it it did Mm. a little bit for the wrong reasons Mm. but I mean I'm kind of glad it happened because it made me stronger it's made you who you are today and look at what you're doing like I bet they're following you now and they're probably thinking Damn, look at that girl like <laughs> oh dear i take that back <laughs> you know yeah wow mm. so now again i guess like you said you had goals right you've got like goals mm. so you're cutting I yeah so when you go into that phase mm-hmm. how do you approach it in a very balanced healthy way yeah i mean i guess my whole approach now is so different because in the past I would do a fat loss phase and be like okay I want to get skinny I want to lose all this weight blah 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 whereas now it's kind of like 
I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but it's kind of like I've built a bit of muscle. I just want to strip back a little bit of fat and yeah. reveal it. And it's more like just seeing what I built yeah. rather than like trying to chase a certain number or yeah. a certain look. It's just like making little improvements every year because that's what we do in the yeah. gym. Like I obviously go to the gym because I enjoy it. And I honestly think now I would still go to the gym even if it didn't really change your body yeah, 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 because I love for it sure, so sure. much. But obviously weightlifting does build and shape your body. So it is something I want to do sometimes yeah. to strip back and see the muscle I built. Yeah. Um. So I'm doing that because I booked a holiday. Oh, oh fun. Where are you going? Okay, well, my boyfriend booked it. We're going to the Maldives. Oh my God, stop it. I know. Oh my God, Rachi, you <laughs> told me this Um. It was so, like kind of like for my birthday present. So question, because I think maybe listeners who are here listening, um, they may think, okay, so I thought it was like not healthy to drop drop body weight or like lose weight for a holiday like no carbs for marbs kind of mm. thing mm. how would you respond to that so in my opinion i don't think there is anything wrong with wanting to change your body or you know having physique goals if you're doing it in a healthy sustainable mm. and balanced way and as long as you're being confident throughout the whole process yeah you love yourself throughout the i whole love my body at all stages yeah but i also thrive i'm the sort of person who loves having goals and mm. i like seeing my body change sometimes whether it's like building a bit of muscle yeah. or losing a bit of body fat just having goals to work, yeah. to work towards i love it and it's not in a way where i'm trying to get like social approval or mm. validation it's just for myself to have a little goal to work yeah. towards i think with the whole fitness industry it's made people think you have to have an all or nothing approach to everything so you have to have a no excuses mentality mm. like if you want to drop weight you have to do it in the extreme way mm. when i you literally can make it so sustainable and enjoyable yeah. you still go out for food all, all yeah. the time don't you? you still you don't have food rules like yeah, i just ate a cream egg yeah <laughs> we love cream <laughs> eggs oh my I god it's the Easter other soon. wow I I about that. <laughs> um yeah that's the exactly. thing like that's what i was saying like I'm not going to do anything extreme and my whole approach now is so balanced and modified like I will like you say still go out for food and enjoy mm. going out for dinner and eating nice food every single day yeah. like I'm not going to do anything extreme whereas previously I would absolutely go all or nothing approach cut out all foods but mm. yeah I hopefully like through Instagram I can show like how I am fully going mm. to be still embracing the whole all foods fit and eating all foods yeah. and not doing anything unsustainable yeah or- do you think that people on Instagram misunderstand you because you're a coach and you do like you you document bulking, you document cutting? Do you think people misunderstand you in terms of like you know what your perception of like I don't know? Do yeah, you know I mean? potentially because obviously as a coach I'm like I'm a lifestyle coach. Like I help people get into shape in a healthy, sustainable way. There's no short term fixes. It's no, a lifestyle, isn't it? Like yeah. I'm not gonna promise you you're gonna be your goal weight in a couple of weeks. Like, it's not going to happen but what we try to do is instill the habits and the lifestyle changes so that you can actually sustain a body that you feel confident in Mm. without having to kill yourself and I love that like you had the little journal things as well when when I was with you like it was really lovely to have journaling and like you know a coach that actually cared about your mental health yeah because I I never had that and I think that's why you know my experiences Mm. with coaches in the past is what like really made me want to do something different and look at it more holistically Mm. and you know incorporate more mindset things Mm. but yeah I mean I guess some people might misunderstand they might be thinking if you're about food freedom or all foods fit then why are you doing a fat loss phase blah 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 but like I say like all 
more foods fit and I still fully adopt and embrace that approach whether my goal is building muscle or fat loss mm-hmm. but like I said I just like to have goals and yeah, I thrive I definitely of having don't think that. that's, that's a problem at all so I think I've got one more question if you could change one moment in your life what would you change Ooh, that's a good one. Within your, you know, whether it's a fitness journey or... I would probably say, I mean, I guess one thing I would change is more for other people. I wouldn't have documented my whole cutting process on Instagram when I did go through it with my coach that time. I'm actually sorry for posting all of those Mm. things on my Instagram because I look back now and, like, I wasn't even aware that it was so toxic and I think I can relate to that as well. Like, when I was posting about yeah. all this weight loss stuff but and like just, little hacks you of, just don't realize yeah. like all the diet hacks and obviously like i will still help my clients who are on a fat loss journey with fat loss tips and tricks and stuff like that but it's healthy i look back and what i was doing was not healthy and i shouldn't have been documenting it on instagram like mm. i was but i wasn't aware that it was unhealthy because you know i had a coach at that time and i was exactly wasn't... you trusted him didn't you yeah and it was trending it yeah. was like everyone was doing a bikini prep and everyone was cutting mm. their calories and following like a this bro shows. trends are just so like they just come and go all yeah. the time they don't last no so that's why you're constantly searching for satisfaction because you don't find it because the trends are constantly changing do you know oh what i mean 100 percent. one year it's trendy to have skinny legs the next it's trendy to have like a big bum mm-hmm. like constantly going to be chasing a never-ending trend mm. so you're never going to feel like you fit that yeah exactly ideal. exactly that but yeah i mean i would probably change that but equally i don't regret going through that because I learned so much and yeah. I think it makes me a much more relatable coach yeah. and your your struggles kind of like help you help other people definitely they the help you the grow they, they, they get you stronger and I relate to this as well like all the struggles that I've been through I wouldn't know what I know today if I hadn't gone through that yeah and obviously I wish I hadn't gone through that but you can't you know wish away yeah things that you've gone through in the past because it's the past now yeah. you've done it there's no there's no point having regrets and there's no point having regrets because what you, you and I it. can now like help other people not do that exactly yeah like and all the listeners here like we've both come from such different we've both come from polar opposites haven't we on yeah. our fitness journey you've mm-hmm. initially lost weight I've gained weight and we're both now in this center point where we found balance and happiness and confidence because I guess we've learned from our mistakes. Yeah. And that just goes to show like having a fitness journey is a journey. It's not short term. That's the thing. Like it's never going to be a linear A to B for anyone. Everyone's going to have their own journey. So if you're going through a low right now, like just know that you're going to come out the other side and there's going to be a lesson from Mm. that. And you're going to take that with you into the next part of your fitness journey. There's never going to be like an easy ladder to get to your fitness goals. It's all, it's so cliche, isn't it? But Mm. it's a journey. (laughs) It's a journey. It's a lifestyle, baby. It's not a what's the what's the phrase? It's not a something. It's a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Is that it? Is that it? I don't know. It's a hashtag. Should we uh, say our quotes? Yeah, you go first. So. My quote is, the moment you feel like quitting is the moment right before succeeding. The moment you feel like quitting is the moment right before you succeed. Yeah. Let that, let that like, kick yeah, in right, right before now. a miracle happens. That, you know, that always happens it's to me. so true. So true. Like, the moment you feel like quitting is the moment right before you succeed. So, like, that yeah. just explains everything. It does. So, it basically, never give up. Because never. the moment you do... You've just was, missed that. You've just missed op- the that, miracle. That, yeah. You've just missed right it. Right there. Never give up. So when yeah, whenever you are feeling like you you are ready to give up, just think about that quote in your head and 
baby, you know, you, you got that. You got that milestone right there. It's just at your fingertips. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> I like okay, it my quote. People are going to talk about you no matter what you do. So you might as well do whatever brings you joy and live your best yeah. life. Preach it, sister. Yep. No, seriously, that's so true as well. Why care what people Why think care? about you Honestly, when everyone's going to be so... I do not anymore. I, I fully really do. don't. Apart from the moment today when I was in the gym and... um. I, I got changed in this little changing room and I accidentally left the door open and I fully stripped. My butt was out on show <gasps> with my thong and it was a no VPL, like nude thong. So it looked like Did I was wearing nothing. Yeah, there was a girl right behind, like right Lucky at her. my eye view. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, she probably thinks like, what the hell is she doing? That was the one moment where I did think, oh God, I wonder what she thinks. But other than that, <laughs> she probably thought, wow, what I think. want her booty. <laughs> Oh, God, no, not that sweaty bum. <laughs> <laughs> Just after a workout. No, thank you. <gasps> Don't want you to be saying that. That's for my future boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping that. Actually, Eventually, no, when you get one, no, I'm To be fair, I do share. I do put my bum on Instagram a bit too much, don't I? Like, no, we love it. Pitching. Keep it coming. I do think I'm like, oh my god, like my dad follows me. Same. My dad comments on my pictures, like, yeah, I love it. I think Woo. he's probably going to be listening to this podcast, Dad. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to block you. <laughs> sure. Speaking of dads on Instagram, my dad actually attacks any hate that I get. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, oh, that's if I, cute. If I get like a horrible message, which to be fair, I'm, quite, I'm quite lucky, I don't really get yeah, much hate. That's really but good. He'll like go in on them. Wow. <laughs> Love you, it's Dad. like he's your bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Security guard. Don't mess with Emma. Anyone out there? Uh, oh my god. I um. What was this TikTok? Oh my god. I need to show you this TikTok. It was like it was actually so true. It was something about. I think you're fat. Yeah. It's just my opinion. I'm not bullying you. I'm just giving you a I think you're ugly. I think you're fat. I think you're stupid. And that's um. You know, like random people in your comment section. Yeah. I think you're fat. I just think you're fat. It's not. I mean, it's just my opinion. I think you're fat. Like, why even... I got so many of those comments when I was posting my progress pictures. Did you? Yeah, so many. Did you actually? People would always be like... I'd why do people one. have the audacity to give their opinion on someone else's it's body? It's when posts go viral and it goes out into, like, the world and then there's, like, those random keyboard warriors that are just like, I think you're fat. What, what are they getting <laughs> from that? Like, it honestly baffles me how people have the audacity to do that. Why does it bother you? But this is probably why I think sorry guys this podcast is really going on but this is why I think people care so much what people think because there's those people out there who just say these ludicrous comments that actually have no meaning behind no. them there's no value there's nothing factual about that opinion of yours because yeah. that is your opinion and what made me realise when I got these comments it didn't affect me because I was so confident in what I was doing and so happy in where I was at that any opinion had no like yeah. I could not give yeah. a shit and to really relate couldn't. it back to my whole like journey people were calling me fat whale and skinny rat oh you know you're what gonna get hate trend? and I know do I look like an animal <laughs> what's it with the animal trend? <laughs> you're gonna get comments and hate from people no matter mm, what you look like so there we you go. have to ignore them there because go. you're gonna look like something for the rest of yeah, your life until sure. you're here you know? like, I think yeah <laughs> you can definitely take that away with you from this podcast because mm. I think that's a very important thing to know yeah just don't care what other people think yeah and it's obviously a lot easier said than done but you've got to just remember what we've said right should we wrap up let's wrap it up let's wrap I it guess. up well thanks guys for listening also i want to say if you did like this podcast i mean even if you didn't but you know please leave a review because they really help you know boost the podcast you know get it out in the world so on apple and spotify yes, just leave a review please. i don't think can you like the podcast i do 
if you can like pods, if that, you maybe can like, like it, add it to your playlist, like. download, share, do whatever you want with it. But yeah, we, we really, really appreciate, appreciate it. it. And thank you so, so much for listening. We and we lots. will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Kisses. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.